0: From the shadows of New York's Manhattan skyline to Arizona's Valley of the Sun resides a radio program the world over has been waiting for. Hosted by two men no one has ever heard of. It's a place where idiocracy runs free and rarely a point is made. Kieran. Peasants. Rocket! Windsor of get the arts ready! We're going to mon together these men will bring you laughter at any cost. Even if that means sacrificing their own egos or well-being. So put your brains on standby. Sit back and relax. The boys have returned. Lunatic radio starts. Hi, everybody.
1: Hello. Oh, I can't hear myself, but whatever. Hi, it's the Lunatic Radio Show. I'm here, and that's Leroy Jenkins. No rock today. He's off doing, uh, like, like, real stuff, like stuff that humans do. We're here doing radio. Kind of stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, uh, we're recording this show on a, on a Saturday because it's NFL Sunday. The NFL starts this week, people. And uh, joining us on the show today is Blythe Blumleavy. Is that it?
2: Is that the last uh, name? Close, no? Sky. Kind of. What's the a, last name? It's a tough name, but it's Brumleave.
1: Brumleave. <laughs> Leroy and I, like, for, for about 15 minutes, we're like, Blumleave-ly? No, I'm it's, it's Blum something. And I'm like, oh, damn. So what is it, Kieran? You... It, it, it's Blum Live. Blum. Blum. <laughs>
2: do it again when i first got into radio they tried to get me to change my name to make it easier for the listeners Mm. and my parents nearly had a heart attack and they said absolutely not you're not having a radio name and ever since then i was like you know what you're right i'm I'm just gonna keep the i'm just gonna keep it parents make it challenging for everyone
1: a lot of people do those radio name things right yeah (laughs) yeah leroy jenkins is a total radio name (laughs) yeah uh, Blythe is a part of uh, 92.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. It's the flagship station for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Blythe is a huge Jacksonville Jaguar fan. And we're talking to Blythe today because the Giants opened up their season. It's the Giants open up uh, their season, not the Jaguars opening up their season. It's the Giants opening up their season. Right. Against yeah, the Jaguars. Uh,
2: the, home, the home game or the home team. So, we'll yeah. give you that.
1: Yeah. And uh, we take on the Jaguars, who which I learned uh, are going to totally distress. <laughs> because apparently they're good. I didn't know the Jaguars were good. I've just been sleeping on the Jaguars for like I guess seven years. because, the, And then they just showed up in the AFC Championship game last year and I was like wait a minute, the Jaguars are good?
2: Uh, it, it, honestly, it was a shock to us all. It, it was one of those seasons where it, it was sort of, I, you know, sort of, I guess, a little cringy of a word to use, but it was really a, was a magical season, and it, it came from no zero expectations to we're going to the Super Bowl expectations. Uh, so this year is the first year in, in about a decade that we've actually had hope in the off season, and going into this season, it's it's um, it's a nice feeling to to have hope for
1: once. Yeah, I I uh, been listening to the uh I guess what would you call them the analysts around the country on their little sports talking. radio. heads. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. You know, the, the guys how many analysts do we need to like analyze football? Well, I don't get it, but whatever. Oh, everybody's everybody's talking about how uh Jacksonville's going to be dangerous. Their defense is going to annihilate everybody. Um uh the what's the quarterback's name? Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Right. That's how it's gonna go today. <laughs> Syndrome name. I hate that guy, Blake Bortles. It's a horrible. Why do you
2: hate him? You don't even know his name. It's
1: a horrible name, Blake Bortles. I feel like Just it's called like- the boat, and yeah, that, that's
2: probably a better name.
1: What's this? What the boat?
2: Yeah, the boat. The best of all time.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> Oof! Brutal. Hold on, that's one of these. <laughs> 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 uh, um. Yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah, I guess the best of all time. But he's he's a he's a serviceable quarterback. Yes. Yeah. That, and, and that's this point.
2: honestly, I, I think we were going to find a better quarterback in the offseason outside of Kirk Cousins. And, and he got paid a ridiculous amount of money that I think sort of uh, it, it straps the team for for a long time. A long time to pay him ninety million dollars. Uh, so I don't think the Jaguars were going to do that, and they saw that their best case scenario was was just keeping Blake Bortles. He's he's affordable, he's serviceable, he's a you know a, a, I would say slightly ab- better than average game manager. Mm. Um, but he really exceeded his play. He was sort of a his performance was sort of a joke, not last season, but the season before. <laughs> before, Or
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he
2: was throwing, I mean, just these awful. Awful interceptions, like only interceptions that could come from him. Like there was an interception off somebody's foot uh, one game. And, you know, he just has these tendencies or had these tendencies. If he got one interception, then it would just compile and it would be three and four. I think in one game he got six interceptions. It was just, it it was embarrassing. But last season was the first year that he really had sort of the support from the whole organization, support from the whole team, and you could see it building throughout the season. And and it really, uh, it was was sort of palpable as far as like the team chemistry-wise. It really was a dramatic increase, and I think that was one of the bigger reasons why Jacksonville surprised so many people.
1: I actually was uh, thinking about the Jacksonville Jaguars last night, and I'm like, Man, I, wa- I wonder if like this season's going to be like how uh it was for the Jets back in the day when they made their run with they when they had um whatever the hell's name is <laughs> I always forget people's names. But anyway, the Jets always had like a great team around a shitty quarterback. And I'm was it wondering Chapman
2: for those Chad
1: Pennington. Was, yeah. it was the uh, the guy that just likes to look good all the time. What's his name? Oh, Mark Sanchez! Mark Sanchez, there he is. I don't remember
2: his name. Right, the team was
1: stacked around Mark Sanchez, and we just it just they stuck. have a good, they have a good quarterback now. The Jets. Right, yeah, they but I, I'm feeling like the Jaguars might be like that this year. Well, like to have like a their good team is yeah. ta- your team is stacked, right? Am I wrong about that? Their defense. I, it, it was,
2: I think we had eight Pro Bowlers last year, which is the first for us, and, and six of them, I believe, were on defense. So, I mean, you can put whatever worth, I guess, and you want into a, a pro bowl appearance, especially when other guys back out of it. But hmm. the defense is stacked. The defense was a huge reason why we won a lot of games last year because of their defensive scoring. I think they led the entire league in, in, in four key defensive categories. Hmm. Uh, so it, it, it's a stacked defense and they're obviously very old school with Tom Coughlin at the helm. Now, again, he sort of brings that. Obviously, You guys are very familiar with Coughlin. Huge it only fan. took us what five minutes to mention him before right. we got into the
0: show. Right. I mean he's the only he's he's the real reason why the Jaguars had a great season. I think so. Yes. That was our thing. Like he came
1: up to Coughlin came up to New York, won a few championships, went back to Jacksonville and taught Jacksonville how to win. Exactly. And and he helped.
2: He, he was in, he was responsible for building this inaugural franchise and and he was here for so long. And, and that's when we really saw our greatest success as far as the franchise is concerned. And then, uh, you know, Jacksonville fans sort of ran him out of town and then he went up to New York and, and won in a big market. And then, We had some drama go on here. Not really drama. It's it's actually been for the best. Uh, Ownership change and then a whole staff turnover change. Hmm. Uh, New quarterback, new GM. Um, So it really was, we had a situation where we had a super young ownership group, front office and team. And no one really knew sort of the football side of things or the way to really run yourself like a veteran organization until Tom Coughlin came back.
1: How is it being a Jaguar fan? Because it's the only. (laughs) No, I mean, (laughs) uh, legitimately, it's a legitimate question. Because at Jacksonville, that's the only—that's all you have there—is the Jaguars, right?
2: Yeah, it's our. Well, we have uh, sort of. We have a bunch of semi-pro teams, so semi-pro hockey, baseball, basketball. um, But really, the 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 main focus is is the Jaguars, and has been since we got them in '95.
1: So it's kind of it's kind of unique because it's like a professional team. Yeah, it's the only one that exists. So it's almost like a if I'm not just like the college atmosphere around the Jaguars like as far as tailgating and all that stuff, people getting into the team. I would imagine it's like that, no? Or am I wrong? Yeah,
2: tailgating is it, it, that is probably what's held us together over the past decade of disappointment. Right. Um, really, because we've always sort of had the mantra that we never lose the party, we never lose the tailgate, and then when the Jaguars start winning, that's when we start to y- 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 hear about, I don't know if you guys have heard about you know Jaguars Twitter or anything like that, but if That's been going strong for years where if somebody sort of attacked the team or had a bad media spin, Jaguars Twitter would go after them online. And then now that we're winning, it's like a full just rage fest for everybody. They're just attacking Mm. left and right. And it's, it's sort of obnoxious, but I love it. It's the first time we've really ever tasted real success in the social media age. And so <laughs> we're not acting like we've been there before.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I was thinking about Jacksonville because it, it's, it is just the Jaguars. Right. Yeah. And that's it. And it's just like everybody, I got to imagine, because I'm going to, I went to uh, West Virginia University and everything surrounded the Mountaineers, mm-hmm. everything, like the whole state would shut down when the Mountaineers had their game and I would imagine it would be like that in Jacksonville when the Jaguars have uh you know the po- like but. Um.
2: Kind of. It, it, there's still like so much to do here just in the city mm. that it's it's you know, we, we have we're surrounded by water you know, with the beaches, we have the river, uh, we have the intercoastal. So we have a lot of things to do here, but yeah. they're trying to change sort of downtown Jacksonville, especially around TIA Bank Field now, which is a mouthful to say um, they're trying to change the culture around downtown Jacksonville because everybody is sort of just all spread out all over town that now it's it's they're they're building Daly's place which is a concert complex right next to the stadium they use like sort of the same facilities as uh as the bank or as where the jaguars play and it's right on the river it's beautiful and and there's a lot of you know sort of lofty goals for that area and and the jaguars are a huge part of that and and if they keep winning i think we're going to see some of those improvements sooner rather than later
1: I got a little football music going on right now. <laughs> I gotta get into the vibe. I gotta
0: get into the vibe. It's like the frozen tundra. <laughs>
1: it, is, it, it is. It should be like a celebration this weekend in particular because yes. football is starting. Brett Favre. We had a little taste last week with the college football and all that, but I, I, I feel like college football pales in comparison to what the NFL can do. When the NFL kicks up, everybody's just locked and loaded. They're like, let's go. Let's get it started.
0: I feel like the Jaguars are gonna do really good tomorrow against our New York Giants. Leroy Jenkins, your thoughts. Go ahead. I don't know. It could be uh could be a toss up to be honest with you. You know, you can come off a great season and then all of a sudden, you know, just collapse and have like a horrible you have a great defense, is that's gonna be the key of the game. How well the defense is gonna go against the Giants.
1: Uh well from what people have been telling me, the uh the Jaguars have two great cornerbacks,
0: right? Right, Jim. Jan- Jan- and Ramsey and who's the other guy? Aj Boye, Aj Boye, mm-hmm. Aj Boye. How could I forget that name?
1: <laughs> I didn't even know who that guy was, but <laughs> whatever.
2: <laughs> he was statistically he was actually better than Jalen Ramsey last year, probably because a lot of quarterbacks were trying to avoid throwing near Jalen Ramsey. But he, he's he's been really good, a really good signing. He was one of our Pro Bowlers too. Um, Sign, so we stole him away from the Texans, and and he's been, I would say, probably a top five guy on the defense. Maybe no uh top eight
1: top eight top eight on the deepest well see now we have <laughs> well you got you got, got six pro bowlers right my, coming my point is I'm trying to build <laughs> I'm trying to build this matchup as like a like a like a like a title fight in in Vegas like, right. the, like tyson the old days we got the two great cornerbacks and then we have the great Odell
0: Beckham jr right right and Signed 90,
1: <laughs> fill, 95 million dollars First game out of the box, he's got to face these two guys. I think
0: what's more We're intriguing... They're
1: both, by the way, your cornerbacks are both like 6'2 and 6'3, three, aren't they? They're tall guys. They're not bad. Yeah, very- they're, they're
2: super. I mean, Jalen is is a freak athlete. Like he's he's I, th- I want to say six two, um, but he's he could play any sport that he wanted to. And he sort of I guess got a lot of hockey people upset earlier in the week when he said he could you know be in the NHL after six months of practicing. Um, but he is a, <laughs> Olympic level type athlete.
0: Right. Yeah, so that's what we have to face. I think what's more intriguing is the, the running matchup. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Frenette versus Barkley. You know what I mean? That's yeah, but it's not guys. like they're facing each other. They, they kind of are, dude. That- no, I mean, one guy's going to run
1: the ball, and then he's going to get off the field, and the other guy's going to run the ball. Odell <laughs> is facing these guys face to face. He's lining up. He's doing this, he's <laughs> lining up.
0: Right. <laughs> you know, stiff on
1: Yeah, he's got a face, and he just signed a ninety-five million dollar contract, so he's motivated. Odell Beckham Jr. is motivated.
0: Yeah, but he has his money. Do know if? Right.
2: Wait. I want to hear what she says. I was gonna say I forgot what I was gonna. I say. was
0: hoping we could train. this to me all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I'll try to think about I'll, it. I'll open I'll up
1: my refrigerator time. and go. Why am I here? <laughs> It's that music, man. You're throwing it off. Sorry, did I throw you off with the uh, music? <laughs>
2: no, I do. I, well, in particular with this game, hmm. I think that the Giants have always had. Expectations. Correct me if I'm wrong. They, they have high expectations every single year. And that's, I think, what's going to be interesting to see how the Jaguars deal with high expectations coming into this this season. Because mm-hmm. last year, they sort of surprised a lot of people. And this year, they're coming in with a target on their back. So they're not going to be surprising anybody this year. So it'll be interesting to see how it it's it sort of how they live up to that pressure.
0: Yeah. Giants are going to be a surprise. They only get, like, two guys coming back, you know. They, well, they're over-under numbers, like, terrible, the Giants. For this game? No, for this year. Like, they're over-under
1: uh, un, over wins. It's, like, yeah. fucking five or six or something like that.
2: Really? I, I've heard nothing but good things. Like, everybody thinks that the Giants are coming back this year. Like, this is... They got rid of McAdoo, and and now I guess the team is on the right track again. The only questions I've heard is the offensive line. The the offensive line is is banged up, and and that that could be really good for us, obviously.
1: Well, according to the two-minute preview I watched last night of the Giants and Jaguars game, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, your defense is going to destroy our our offensive line, and Odell's not going to be able to catch a ball because he's a midget compared to the two cornerbacks. And it's just going to be completely disappointing for the Giants tomorrow at home versus the Jaguars in New Jersey.
2: How tall is Odell?
1: He's not as, he's like 5'10, foot, something like that. With oh, the hair? Okay. With the hair, he's. With the hair, he's probably about 6'4. <laughs> how do you what, you, what you, what are you saying? He's like 5'10? He's not very tall. Uh, he's, he's shorter than those two cornerbacks. That's what everybody was saying. Up? Don't believe what you see on the internet. It's probably gonna say, Odell <laughs> Beckham Jr. six foot six. He's not. He's tiny. You know, you've seen him you've seen him out there playing.
2: He's five eleven, what Google says.
0: Five eleven. See, I bet you that's accurate. Yeah, it says five eleven. See, he's so that's that's a big deal. He's probably five eleven and three quarters, you know.
2: Jalen's only six one.
1: Doesn't matter, he's still taller, you know, he's still mm. taller.
2: AJ Bouye height, six foot. So not that tall. Not that
1: much of a difference. Alright, there goes my point. Just throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to make some sort of a point. Guys. Let's go. Uh yeah. Yeah, I'm excited I'm excited about every excited about uh I-, I wouldn't get too excited, really. I think the Jaguars are gonna kill us. Probably and then Really and then the following week when they play the Jets, which is which is another team I'm a fan of. The Jaguars will kill me. You're, you're going to kill me two weeks in a row, Blythe, with your Jaguars.
2: How can you be a fan of the Giants and the Jets? Is right. that common?
1: It, it is. No. It's it's. <laughs> it's the reason why I had to move away from New York. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want me there anymore. No, it's just. You
2: said you got to pick a side. So you're, are you a Yankee and a Mets fan, too?
1: No. Do, see, this is exactly where this argument goes every time. <laughs> All right, here's my, here's my reasoning to being being a, a Giant and Jet fan. In New York, New York City, that is a baseball town. That is, over anything else, it's a baseball town. It's the Yankees, because of, you know, the, you go back to the old days. You go to the Dodgers, you go to the Giants. Uh, the Mets came along in 69, or whatever it was. And then you had the Yankees winning world champions. We have 27 of them. So it's it's we know. baseball is ingrained. <laughs> Baseball's ingrained into New York and the metropolitan area. So if you're a fan of one team, you can't be a fan of the other. Giants oh. and Jets also have been around for a long time, but it's, you know you can you can you can come on. they play in the same stadium.
2: How do you know well, are you are you more of a fan or do you have better expectations of the Jets more than the Giants
1: for this year? <laughs> no, no, I'm i I'm more of a giant fan because they won more. You know? I think he's a Jets fan. I like Art. I, I the only reason why I'm a, I'm a Jet fan is because I dated a girl and we lived together for like two years and uh and we watched the Jet games all the time. I was like, hey, this ain't so bad. <laughs> so I became a Jet fan, and then for some reason I remained a Jet fan after the relationship ended, but whatever.
2: I like the Jets. They're like they got a good story. I feel like they, they what they have a really good defense, and then obviously Sam Darnold making his appearance. I, 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 hopefully he's the star that everybody wants him to be.
1: It doesn't matter. It's the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
2: like
1: it, it's like when somebody trades somebody to the Mets. You know, <laughs> it's like a, like if Ken Griffey Jr. went to the Mets back in his heyday, he would suck. Aren't they still paying like Bobby Bonilla like a yeah, whole bunch of they're money? They're still paying Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> That's how bad the Mets suck. There's like Daryl Strawberry. I'm sure is still getting paid somehow.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. So who do you got? Who do you think? I mean, you you cover you you look at the NFL. Who do you got? I know you you are obsessed with the Jaguars.
2: <laughs> but wait, but, as far as what, like a Super Bowl pick? Yeah,
1: as far oh. as like who do you think's gonna be good? Oh. You don't have to go Super Bowl pick if you don't want to. But as for who do you think's gonna be good this year?
2: Let me see. I. In the AFC, it's still the Patriots to lose, in my opinion, and because Brady and Belichick are there for forever. It seems like mm. they're never going to go away. Right. Um, let me think. I think the, Honestly, I think the Jaguars are going to make a lot of noise this year, too. I think we're going to be, obviously, I I'm, have a lot of hopes and expectations that we're going to be there in the playoffs. And it's, it, frankly, as a fan, it's Super Bowl or bust for me. Um, but I would say the Steelers are always going to be in the mix because I do think Le'Veon Bell comes back around eventually and he wants to play again just, just to play football in, in general. But the, um, but the so team the Steelers, hates it. I think it's always going to be the same teams as far as it, the AFC is concerned. Um, I think the Ravens are a sneaky pick. Uh, if Flacco can can sort of have some improved play with a little, you know, Fireland under his ass with Lamar Jackson being there mm-hmm. um, and then for the NFC I would say huh, huh, huh.
0: Uh,
1: I mean it got to be the
2: Vikings or the Saints in my opinion uh, the, the Vikings uh, they were right there they, they had the better defense than the Jaguars and now they have Kirk Cousins so, and they're playing in a dome so I'll I, I think what? that the expectations for the Vikings are certainly there Super Bowl or bust um, for them and then the Saints too. I think Drew Brees is he knows that his, his time is sort of coming to an end in the next few years, and I think he wants to make another run. And they have a really great defense and a great run game. So I think that the the Saints have a real have a real good shot too.
1: Paying uh Kurt Cousins ninety million dollars to play football is like paying Odell Beckham ninety one hundred. <laughs> it's like it's like paying one hundred and sixty bucks for a McDonald's cheeseburger. It's I don't understand that whatsoever. I don't. How do you pay that guy that much money?
2: I respect the hustle. I mean, they the Redskins franchise tagged him two years in a row, and he played his cards right and got freaking paid and went to a hell of a team. No, I I get
1: it. yeah, and a brand new stadium, it's great, good for him. But I don't, I don't get, I I don't get it. Like how
2: the I mean, I, I wanted the Jaguars to go after him too, but that's also because I witnessed you know 2016 with interceptions off people's foots. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, <laughs> struggling, struggling uh. season. You <laughs> question a lot of things, especially at, at, during the preseason last year. We traded for Brandon Albert from the Dolphins. He decided that training camp was too difficult, so he decided to retire and then unretire. Hmm. And then, uh, who was it? Chad Henney was our, our backup quarterback. He started game three of the preseason, not Blake Bortles. And so it was just gonna. It, there's, I thought it was gonna be one of those Gong Show seasons where we might be lucky to get three wins. Right. And, but shit, ASC Championship game. It was awesome.
1: I don't know what's worse, the butt fumble that Mark Sanchez had, <laughs> or the interception off the foot. What is worse? What is? I think the butt fumble's got to be worse.
2: You're yeah, right. that, that's like a number one like, all-time play. I you, you, think.
1: Run, you run into some guy's ass and then lose the football.
2: <laughs> He's never going to live that down. <laughs> no. At least only Jaguar fans know about this uh, This messed up with
1: portals. I can imagine when Mark Sanchez goes to a bar and like tries to pick up a chick and she just starts playing that video. <laughs> this is you playing football. No, get out of here. Beat I wonder
2: it. what the over-under of him just hearing the word butt fumble <laughs> shouted at him on a daily basis. It's got to be four
1: uh, on a daily basis. On a daily b- over under. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins, go. Let's go. Over under. I'll play the football music. Butt
0: fumble daily basis. <laughs> daily
1: basis. Mark Chan says, how many times does he hear the word butt fumble? I'm going over. Over four, right? Over four? Yeah. Where yeah. is where is he playing right now? Uh, is he he's p- not playing, I d- don't think. Because he, he's
2: suspended too. Steroids. Uh, For real? Really? I think so. Yeah, he was, he was suspended. Where and, is he and, putting them? His hair? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was kind of the joke, like, whatever steroids he was taking, like, you need to let us know because they weren't working. Yeah,
1: he really fucked up steroids. Wow. <laughs> he really screwed up taking steroids. Um, Mark Sanchez, over, under. Yeah, I gotta go way over. Ooh. If he's not playing that means he's just walking to like diners and delis right. and people are just yelling at him he's, he's like a
2: random bars, or right. something like yeah it's gotta be over
1: he's pumping his own gas now so would he <laughs> yeah he's getting yeah mark sanchez my god I remember when the Jets signed him and he like right after the draft all I saw was him getting like his picture taken in front of like New York City monuments and him like wearing like an Armani suit or something I'm like this guy's gonna suck
0: <laughs> well,
2: he's yeah. very handsome. I know he's very good looking. That. Like
1: Like he wanted to be like a young Joe Namath right out of the box. You know what I mean? He had like the mink coat on.
2: Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. He's not a Namath. Get out of here. <laughs> he wasn't that great in college either. I guess, but uh, I, I think he
2: was just pretty and he was marketable, so hmm. go to New York. Yeah. All right. Let's, yeah. He's he's still suspended. First four games. Is substance he?
0: abuse. Substance abuse. Substance abuse. What? Well, well, not
2: substance. Or, or tested positive for a substance on the banned substance list. Right, says he was go. blindsided by oh. the news, and I want to say unequivocally that I have never cheated or attempted to gain a competitive advantage yeah. by using a banned performance-enhancing <laughs> substance.
1: Clearly, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> we would like you to try to, you know, gain an advantage or something. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe he, try
2: a different steroid. Yeah, try take hard. There, roll that dice again.
1: <laughs> they should allow him to take steroids just to be on a <laughs> even playing field. My lord. Stink. Uh, what do you think about the whole Colin Kaepernick stuff? All right. Nike taking him on.
2: I, I kind of think it's smart on Nike's part. Mm. Uh, it, this, they know their demographic. I want to say like two thirds of their demographic is under the age of 35. Right. So I think that the few people that you're going to see like, burning his stuff are stupid in and of itself just because you're burning something you already paid for um but most i I would say the the most vocal people on the anti nike side anti colin Kaepernick side were already there to begin with right and uh, that campaign isn't going to change their mind but i have heard that nike sales jumped like their online sales jumped 33 percent this week, because of that ad? So, I mean, clearly it's working.
0: They said, like, Nick Cannon bought, like, a whole bunch of Nike socks, like, bought the whole store, like, all the socks to give out to people. A crazy, right? <laughs> so, th- there is a little bit of that. You got the little... A little the peak, overzealous. The peak of all the fan, you know, the people yeah. that are...
2: It'll you know, settle down, I think, and, and get sort of back to normal. But I think globally, because I had to do a story on this earlier in the week, that globally, all of sort of athlete leisure, like, Everybody but Under Armour is down as far as you know stock prices are concerned. So Adidas, um, all these other brands, including Nike, are all down, except for Under Armour, who's slightly up.
1: Right. And that was the, uh, I saw that um, headline somewhere. I think it was in the New York Post. At Nike, as soon as like they signed Kaepernick, they put out the commercial, They, the, the New York Post just writes an article about how the stock dropped. And it probably has nothing to do with Kaepernick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's great. I think it's great. I think I I, th- I think it's a win win for Nike.
0: To be honest with you. It's crazy how they just decided to break that news and you know, all that stuff right before the NFL season. You know?
2: <laughs> oh, they knew what they oh, were doing.
0: They, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're sitting in just, that just to start up the conference. You know? Mm-hmm. They're sitting in that
1: boardroom going, you know what? This is what we're fucking gonna do. <laughs>
2: Well, you know? it's, it's sort of a, it not sort of reminded me, but it's sort of a, a similar tactic, like marketing wise uh, for Jalen Ramsey. He was suspended for a week during the preseason, actually missed the, the third preseason game against the Vikings. And during that week of his suspension, completely unrelated, he did an interview with GQ. And that's the one where he called out literally every quarterback in the NFL All and right. blasted them. But GQ did that interview in like July, and they waited until that week to drop yeah, it. Right, so right. I think that there's a little something curious, or or a, a good marketing tactic by Nike. I think that they've had they've they've been paying Colin Kaepernick since 2011, and it, I think he hasn't played since 2016, and so they were just now releasing him as the face of the 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 30th anniversary "Just Do It" campaign.
0: Yeah, I have the uh, commercial here. Hold on. Oh, that's the uh,
1: Damn it, that's still
0: playing. Do you like having vocal players like a Ramsey on your team or do you yes. like players like that? So, yes. so you would- I
2: absolutely love it because I it, for us we've been we're a small market, so it's it's tough for for us to be on the for the Jaguars to be on the national radar or the national conversation. And with him, he is not only talking it, but he's backing it up. I would have a problem if he wasn't backing it up on the field. Um, but I love that he talks this shit and then he backs it up and he doubles down on it and he doesn't retract from it. A lot there's a lot of members here in the local media, it's sort of i, I I'm, I'm you can probably imagine it's sort of an old boys network. It's a you know a, a southern city for the most part. They they really prefer that the players sort of just shut up and stick to football. I absolutely <laughs> love Jayla Ramsey's brass. I, I love that he gets super annoyed with local media. He went on like a blocking rampage and like blocked a whole bunch of the local media members just because he doesn't want them to see his content. And and I love it. It's it, it's it's one of those things that. It, particularly for athletes and star athletes, they always sort of fans expect you to be on and, and almost like do a dance for me and entertain me versus just being like a, a normal person. And, and Jalen Ramsey's normal persona off the field is different than his persona on the field. And he's going to talk all kinds of shit and try to get in your head and in, in the end of things that's better for Jacksonville because it gets, us, it gets us that marketing news it gets us on people's radars it gets NHL players upset it gets quarterbacks all over the league upset it gets Jacksonville and the Jaguars as a number one trending topic on Twitter which is something that we've never really had as far as star players are concerned star, a lot of our star players have been very quiet Jalen Ramsey is the first one that's vocal and he's not shy about it and he's not backing down and he backs it up on the field
0: so you recommend uh, Blake Bortles take on that kind of a role?
2: No, no, not <laughs> him. Blake is, that's not his personality. He's more of like a, like a bro. Like don't. Just, a, just a very, and I think that it, it fits his, it fits his playing style too, because I mean, if you have a six interception game, <laughs> you have to be able to to not care about it and take it with you to the next game, if that makes sense. There are six uh, interceptions.
0: I think you want to keep your mouth closed. That's a, right. There's a lot of similarities and that, between. And like, to his
2: credit, as, as much as he is made fun of nationally and even still locally, he's never said a bad word. He's never, you know, sort of stepped out of line. He's never gotten aggravated with the media. He's always answered every question truthfully. And he really is just like a good dude, like, like just a, a guy that you would go to the bar and have a few beers with. And like, he just happens to be pretty good at football.
0: He's like Eli Manning.
2: Well, I, don't I don't know. know. I, you would, mm, I would. Ten out of ten times, pick having beers with Blake Bortles over Eli Manning.
1: <laughs> better, ten out of ten. I think Blake is alluding. Eli to that. can be funny, man. <laughs> He's, uh, Bortles is a
0: better looking guy. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I think.
2: No, it, it not just looks wise. Personality wise, Blake Pers- does have a really good personality. He's funny. Um, we don't really get to see. We we got to see more of it last year because the Jags were winning, so you could see his personality start to shine a little bit. Um, but now you see that the other guys on the team are, you know, they they, they got his back, and that's that was something that that didn't happen beforehand. So I, he, he had, it's like
1: Eli Manning. <laughs> well, going back, going back to Leroy's point, you you're like talking about Bortles and not being uh, very outspoken. I don't think you, I don't think anybody wants their their quarterback
0: being outspoken. Not really. you putting a target on them, <laughs> like a Cam, like a Cam Newton or yeah, something. Yeah, you
1: like want to leave the outspoken guys in your team to the wide receivers and the cornerbacks, and sure. yeah. And the,
0: I hate the wide receivers that talk shit. I think Odell's like a pain in my ass. It'd be great if Kicker started (laughs) talking shit. I'd like to trade Odell for Tom Coughlin if you're willing to do that. I love Odell.
1: See, we're totally opposite here. I love Odell. I enjoy that. Straight the up whole...
0: trade, just Tom, come on back.
1: I love the I love the idea of the mysterious cocaine in a hotel
0: room. <laughs> I love that. I it's, think it's, it's
1: a whole mystery. It's a whole like.
0: like what Here, is Odell here's doing? Here's the problem. He he plays this thing and he does well during the pre the r- regular hmm. season. Come playoff time, he's dropping balls and shit. They go down to like Florida on a cruise and then they got to play in Green Bay. That was ridiculous. Yeah, he, like he... you got what you got like you got like
1: eighteen hours to hang out. And then you got to be up in Green Bay to play the Packers.
0: When uh, him and the corner Norman were like fighting all over the place that yeah. one game and he's just causing penalties and he's throwing like, you know, nets around and stuff. He's just <laughs> acting, he's immature. You really, you got to realize how young he is. Why do you pay him so much money? Let him go. Because he's, he's, I, I, I don't agree
2: with paying wide receivers a lot of money.
0: No, they uh, just. He's worth every penny. <laughs> 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 we'll find out. We'll find out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I think he's going to be motivated, man. I really do. I and it might
1: I think the reason why if the Giants do win tomorrow, uh, the first week of the NFL season against the Jaguars, I think uh, Odell's going to be a big part of it. And and Saquon. Saquon Barkley. See, I think
2: Saquon has to have a, a, the largest role in this game in order for you guys to have a chance.
0: Probably. Wow! Yeah. Did you see that? <laughs> She's right. You gotta have a, you have to have <laughs> a, a running chance. you have to have a running game to have to have a throwing game. Yeah. You know? No. I think I think Saquon Barkley. is for Jax, be, too. You
2: could say the same argument.
0: I think that I think I think Saquon
1: Barkley is going to be a superstar for the Giants.
0: Well, yeah, that's what they're predicting. You know. Yeah.
1: I, 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 that guy is. I, if you watched him play for Penn State, didn't he pull a hammy though in the
0: preseason? Uh yeah no no it was just like catch it was in practice I think he's fine no. though. Who knows?
2: Ooh, hammies are lingering, though.
0: He had, like, one play for, like, 30 yards, and then I haven't seen anything else. That's it. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, that,
2: that's interesting because I – especially with the preseason, I've all the shows that I've listened to this week, they've all said – that the September games are more of the preseason than anything than Mm. than actual preseason. The preseason is more of just like a a toned down practice because they don't want to reveal anything is, you know, with everybody watching schemes and play calling and and stuff like that. Um, But that the September games are more of the preseason than anything. So you you can't really even know what to expect until you get into October.
0: Yeah. preseason's like tryouts. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and then like the first week is just, Horrendous like penalties and interceptions. <laughs> a lot of bad play. People, people tripping and shit. But for the was New it twenty
2: six B- penalties? I think we're called. was called in that Thursday night game. Yeah. And the most ever called last season and was twenty one, and we had twenty six on Thursday night.
1: Uh Ratings were down for that first game on Thursday night. By the way, that's what they say.
2: I the delay had affected that.
1: I think it was Kaepernick. Oh, the rain delay. Right, they had a <laughs> rain delay. <laughs> That's Atlanta and the Eagles. No one likes Philadelphia. Like the city of Philadelphia. You ever been there? It sucks.
2: No, I haven't.
1: <laughs> they don't, you don't want to go. Don't worry about it. Well,
2: they did come. The, the fans all came to Jacksonville. When we had the Super Bowl here, hmm. the fans all came to Jacksonville. And I remember because I was I was super young and I was working a, a beer tub downtown <laughs> just selling beer for earn you know, money during the Super Bowl. And uh, we had some Philly fans come by, and they told us, if we win this Super Bowl, we're going to burn your city to the ground.
1: Oh, how like, delightful.
2: <laughs> I like, I, I thought it was funny at first, but when the Pats ended up winning, I've never seen the city clear out so fast.
0: Wait, wait, <laughs> wait waiting for the fires and yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> what about they, everybody's just like, Poop. When they won the Super Bowl last year, uh, uh-huh. yeah, they, the, uh, what was it? The uh, there was fans that were like punching horses in the face. <laughs> <laughs> some some dude, some dude <laughs> twice it happened. Like police horses, they were punching they them in the face. Them why? Why? I, the... I have no idea. Well, you know the guy was like, why the long face? <laughs> that's a that's the wacky. <laughs> then there then there was a uh, guy that like celebrated their championship victory. By eating uh, some kind of probably horse feces off uh, the floor. What a, you uh, know? a brat, well, a Cleveland
2: fan did that too. They I think br- they were trying to up upstage when the Cavs won.
0: You probably thought it was a bratwurst, yeah. And then they, you know, they just riot. They're like riot. <laughs> They're the, the rioting type fans. They're idiots. Yeah. That's
1: what Philadelphia is, though, man. It's uh, so blue collar.
0: They just they work hard during the week. Some of them, and then you just get obliterated on the weekend. At the games, they throw like D-cell batteries at the, play- yeah. <laughs> at the players is- and shit. Yeah. Of the opposing team, you gotta love it in some way, you know. They're they're very fanatical. They're even the- more so. Oh, they're even more so <laughs> maniacs. <laughs> they, were, they were thinking about burning your city down for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they made it perfectly clear <laughs> that it was gonna happen.
1: They're they're more so crazy than uh, than Boston and New York because we have more, you know, professionals. We have like studious people that are fans of the Giants and Jets, a lot, but and, and 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 same with Boston. Yeah. Uh. But but Philly, man, it's just a working class town, like factory dudes, you know.
2: I think I heard a story after the Super Bowl. After they got there, they won the Super Bowl, and there was a, a car that was parked in like downtown Philly, and it had a, a, a New England bumper sticker on it. Oh boy! And they that. took Philly green, like the Philly green. They took paint and threw it all over the car, busted out a window, threw it all inside the car, and I'm like, "You guys won!"
0: You know what happened? <laughs> this <laughs> yeah, is what happened. It's, it's
1: not enough for Philadelphia.
0: This is what happened too. A Philly fan, a Philly fan, put that bumper sticker on there mm. and then started a riot and told all his buddies oh, like, hey, look at this shit. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you. Right? Yeah. This guy just called us a bunch of, you know.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> it's fun. Well, the NFL is back, people. It's going to be great. <laughs> I think the Browns are going to be good, surprisingly, this year.
2: I think they're, I don't know, how do you quantify good?
1: Uh, Like five wins.
2: It's Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to overshoot it.
0: But I think they're going to be better.
2: What was, yeah.
0: what was the what were the Jags last year? 13. We went ten and six. Ten and six, oh. Ten and six, and they went to the Cough, AFC. Coughlin, Coughlin likes a ten and six record. Mm. He likes it because it's sneaky. You can get into playoffs and the people over underestimate.
1: Maybe that's what he teaches every yeah.
0: franchise that he goes to. You know what? Just lollygag it through the regular
1: season. But oh, no. squeak in to the playoffs yeah. and then really start playing well I think this year you're gonna be nine and seven we won the Super Bowl when Tuck was here when we were nine seven something like that nine and seven I, as long
2: as we get as long as we get to the ship this year that that's where that's where I want to
1: go and be honest with you, I think any other if you if, if you uh I, I think you guys have a really good shot if you make it into the playoffs because I think Brady I was watching that Super Bowl last year against the Vikings and I know I get it that Brady was one drive away from winning the game but he he doesn't have any zip on the ball anymore. Like he throws the, like a like a Chad Pennington pass now. Like it's just like <laughs> it's
2: there's no. It happens sooner or later. Yeah. that he's got to.
1: Like he he completes most passes. Well. I don't know if it's just me. I'm not an analyst. I'm not Shannon Sharp on the goddamn thing. Uh, but he his passes are completed based off of timing. They're not. He can't he can't zip a ball in between. You know, a defender's hands and squeak it into his wide receiver anymore. He does. He's not the. Yeah. He's not. He's I. I
2: and I think that I heard somewhere that his. The percentage of his passes, the majority of them, like an overwhelming, like 65, 70% of them are eight yards and under.
0: Right. Yeah. Is he a dunker? Yeah, but <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a Belichick uh, game plan, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I just. I, why, he, this, he likes the little dink and dunk type shit, like yeah. slant receivers <laughs> and stuff like that, you know? Which is hey, I mean it it works. All
1: right. yeah, yeah, Jesus.
0: It's this has been fun. But I, I think their franchise is over. The uh, Patriots. I hope so. It's got there's so much like turmoil in there and like people Yeah. No. There's a
2: lot of smoke at the end of last year. I really didn't think that Belichick was gonna come back.
0: Yeah. I thought he was And they had be-
2: what they had that huge report that dropped or like the anonymous report.
1: And then uh, Gronk was uh, thinking about retiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That guy's got it made. At some point, he's got to grow up, though.
2: You know, I heard that he has saved all of his earnings that he's ever that any of his NFL money he's saved at all.
1: Right, he's lived. And the only old,
2: thing that he spends is like his marketing dollars,
1: which is which is super smart. Mm-hmm. Super. I was smart. surprised. Yeah. I used
2: to hate him, but I, all, the more news I hear about him,
1: but you you know you know that somebody told him to do that. You know Gronk was just wasn't going
0: in, going okay. I'm going <laughs> to like his bro- his brothers were like there,
1: there was a, there was about eight financial advisors that like, you know, put chains around them, stuck them to the ground. and were like, you're going to do this because if you don't, you're going to end up doing cocaine and dying on the field
0: 15 years he from has now. Such
2: a, he has a future, though, and like wrestling and in oh. these cruise tours and things like that. I, honestly, that sounds like so much more fun than playing for the D- Patriots.
1: dancing. I really should start my radio show and put it on like a carnival cruise line. I do way better. way better. That'd be funny. Uh, all right, it's he
2: been... have, yeah. He has he's had a couple cruises that like the Gronk Party Cruise that leaves out of Miami for like three to five days or something.
1: Oh my <laughs> god! Can you
0: imagine the <laughs>
1: meatheads? On it. Can you imagine the meatheads that go on that thing?
0: It's like a it's like a Long Island rave bar.
1: Oh God! <laughs> just nothing but SoCo and lime shots, Jager oh. bombs, just vomit
2: everywhere, and nobody's wearing a shirt. No Nobody. one's wearing a shirt.
0: You know his agents that told him to like hold, you know, put some money in this to the side. They, I they're all pocketing that money. Like fifteen years from now, he's gonna be broke.
1: I bet you that 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 cruise is full of dude. Cause you can't be a female and want to go on that cruise.
2: I would want to go just for research purposes. Like, I feel like the people watching on it would be fantastic.
1: Maybe you should fly over the ship with a helicopter and do research from there, because I don't think it's I don't think it's safe for a female to go on a cruise like that.
2: That too. Well, what did he have? He had like a, a football 101, like a ladies night clinic. Oh, and, no. and and I think a few like female reporters showed up and documented the whole thing. And it was really hilarious to listen to their takes, like these professional female journalists going to a, a, a Gronk Football 101 clinic for women.
1: Wait, that's kind of like chauvinistic, don't you think? That's a little like, oh, let me teach the women about football. That's kind of... <laughs>
2: They were actually pretty common up until, I would say, probably like two years ago. They, they, the Jaguars had them, the, the, the Bucks had them, I know Broncos, Texans, mm. um, all over the league, they, they had these football 101 clinics, and that was the big gripe, and I think a lot of teams sort of stopped doing them because it was for women instead of just for everyone, because there's a lot of dudes that don't know shit about football.
0: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it, but that's about it. Yeah, I like
1: that team's uniform.
0: I can get I can actually follow The Giants only You know what I mean I can't follow the other Fucking teams That's a lot But I'll follow (laughs) the Giants If if they have a good season And they have Actually have good players But like Last year That was brutal That's probably like Being like a Jags fan For a while right
2: I was gonna say If you have one bad year And you wanna give it up Try having a decade of it This Mm. shit sucks Mm. Three That's why you That's probably why I'm I'm a slight alcoholic (laughs)
0: Uh. How did you how did you become like a? I mean, you grew up there, obviously. I would imagine.
2: Born and raised, um, uh, we sort of coined the term like Generation Jaguar, like the first generation to grow up with the team here. Yeah, Um, that's why I think you know there's sort of that negative connotation that Jacksonville has all these blackouts um, because we haven't had a blackout since 2009, and want to point that out. Um, But it took this fan base because we are with the state of Florida; it's a transplant state. Um, so we get fans from all over that that have come into town, especially with it being Jacksonville's also a Navy town. So the gen, the first generation to grow up with the team, it took them about, you know, 20, 25 years old in, in order for you to be able to afford season tickets. Um, so it took a while for us to sort of establish our fan base. Um, but now it's, it's, it's here and it, 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 it was established during like the dark ages is what we call it. Um, where people were still going to the games and they're still having fun. And now that we're winning, it's, well, we won last year, but hopefully it continues. Um, it, it's sort of a different force to be reckoned with because it, Jacksonville is, is, is very much a... Uh, a growing city, like diversity wise, um, the food and craft beer scene is really, really stellar here. They're they're sort of coining it as like the craft beer capital of the South. And so there, there's a lot of like cultural hotspots all over town, despite it being, you know, a huge area wise city. Um, so it's really cool to see how far Jacksonville has come before we got the team and during like the dark ages. And now that, you know, the team has experienced some success. It's really cool to see how the city and the, the fans in the city has sort of gravitated towards it.
1: Can we talk a little bit about your, uh, radio show there on 92.5 FM? I, yeah, I, you- I want to compliment you on, it. I think it's great. I watch a little bit of it. I know you stream it a, uh, a bit. And you don't get the radio audio when you do that, but it, it, it's fine. Listening to you girls talk, it's you and, and three other women, right?
2: Yeah, so we we started it. This is our fourth football season, and we're the we were the first, and I, I still think the only football show in the country yes. hosted by all women like right. that that's on radio. Um, so we've been on radio for four years now, helmets and heels, and uh, we've had a few different women, like sort of interchangeable, not interchangeable, but they have left and gone to other gigs. Hmm. Uh, for example, like uh, Jessica Blaylock, she's a sideline reporter for the Miami Marlins and also for the Florida Panthers. Um, Amanda Borges, who was uh, a co-host on our show. She's actually the sideline reporter for the New York Rangers now. Um, so there's and then there's another girl, Jordan D. Arman. She was with us for a little bit. And now she's up in Chicago. So it's, it's been pretty cool to see, you know, some of these women who have come in with like a clear like goal to move up in the sports broadcasting world right. to come through and, and, and get their start on our show and then and to go off and sort of spread their wings a little bit. Um, and now we have our, we just added in a, another girl. Uh, she's our assistant program director, I believe now for the station. Um, so she's on several different shows, Lauren Rue. And uh, we have Lauren Brooks and then Donna Murphy. And like you guys mentioned, we do live stream the show. We, we air it locally in town. So it's, you, you can hear it on, on 1010 XL AM, 92.5 FM. And then you can listen to it on their app. But I, I stream it to YouTube specifically so you can hear our sort of you know in-break conversations, right. what we're talking about during the breaks. Uh, sometimes it's boring. Sometimes it's not. Um, but it, it, it's, uh, I think it's a unique look into what goes into a radio show.
1: Well, I tell you what, Blake, it's, it's Helmets and Heels, right? Is that the name of the show? It's, yeah, That's the name
2: of the show. I tell
1: you what, you are going to go on and do uh, great things in this broadcasting business because you're really talented at what you do. Thank you. And you and and got a great personality about you. You're You're energized. Yeah, you're thoughtful and it actually it, it actually no it's it's a lot.
2: Thank it's,
1: you. I think she's really good. A lot of I don't no, even know how like I came across you. I came across you like on Instagram one day, like years ago or something. I don't even know how.
2: Yeah, I, I think it started with Instagram and then it's um obviously now it's we're we're doing pregame shows together. Now
0: we're doing pregame shows. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm not we're sure.
2: On up. Yeah.
0: Not sure how much uh, we covered about the Giants-Jags game. Yeah, you know, but I think it's I think it's cool because everybody does the X's and O's like
1: Blythe said before. Mm-hmm. It's cool to just come on and go, you know what, let's just talk about what the hell. You know, it's just like the vibe of the NFL. You know, what's the vibe of the Jaguars? What's the vibe of the Giants?
0: Hey, hey, if you got a gig like doing like um, some kind of media broadcasting for like, I don't know, the Titans, would you do it?
2: No, fuck no. Not the Titans. Fuck the Titans.
0: <laughs> all right i wouldn't do
1: that either fuck the titan all right how about the uh you have to take it blythe you have to take it
2: no fuck that you wouldn't do it no uh, honestly i wouldn't work for the jaguars either i i prefer oh, to be independent um i think there's a lot more power in having an independent voice hmm. than going to work for uh teams where you're a glorified mouthpiece for the team um right. that, that's, that's really the, the team tells you what to say the team tells you you know what you can and can't say and to an extent partner radio stations tell you what you can and can't say too mm. so i i have always strived even though i've been a part of helmets and heels for for 4 years now the station has tried to get me more involved you know going on you know daily shows and even in sideline roles i won't do it because i feel like i have more of a voice and more of a authentic, authenticity uh, by staying independent, owning my own content, and I think you're starting to see that with a lot of different sports broadcasters who, who've gone out on their own. Uh, Dan Patrick comes to mind. He he left ESPN famously years ago and and started up his own radio show in the attic and right. and got the, the the four Danettes to come with him. And now Directv has picked it up, NBC has picked it up, uh, but it's still him. It's still his show. And and if I were to say like long term wise, as far as like career. Outlook sports is a big part of it, but it's it's a passion for me. It, it's not it's not going to be. I'm not going to go work the ranks on a high school you know football sideline in order to move up in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not something I want to do. I, I, I own a business called Bromley Brands, and I build websites and custom solutions for other companies. And I've worked in this is sort of a completely off subject, but I've worked in, in trucking and logistics for the past ten years too in addition to doing, you know, sort of a part time sports broadcasting thing. And I, I the two play nicely together and frankly I earn a lot more building websites than I do in sports broadcasting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately people don't yeah. <laughs> radio doesn't pay well. But you're right. No. Like like if you look at like guys like Joe Rogan who went off and did his own thing and now he's one of the more important voices In podcasting or on in broadcasting. True. I mean, certainly with uh, bringing on Elon Musk the other day on his... I mean, that made national news. Absolutely. And and it was three hours of him talking to... Elon Musk is very important. He's a very important guy. And he he did an interview with him that was two hours and 37 minutes long. You're never going to get that anywhere else. It was very good. But yes, so what... Like for us, we don't want to be... I mean, no one's listening to us anyway. Because I just (laughs) do... I literally do dick jokes and that's all I do. (laughs)
2: And but I, it's com- I, I feel like there's power in conversational yeah. talk yeah. and there's people like have conversations like this all the time and I feel like that's what resonates most with people That that's why I, you know I wouldn't want to do sideline I wouldn't want to do you know here's you know read the news for 60 seconds before you toss it to commercial like, I just don't I don't want that role and I, I feel mm. like roles like like ours and in, in, in your show that mm. that's really where you, you find a niche with your audience and right. and they, they feel like
1: you're more. It's more of a friendship than anything. Yeah, I I uh, I can't add it to that because that that was perfectly well
0: said. <laughs> well said. The only problem is that you're a Jaguars fan. That's the only problem. <laughs> you're gonna love
2: the Jaguars after this. Week. Hey,
0: I actually liked them last year. I was rooting for them against the in the in the playoffs. I was uh, uh, un- unbelievable when they blew they blew it. They fucking blew it. Yeah, they did. Damn, had uh, Obligatory Miles. Jack wasn't
2: down.
0: We're gonna we're gonna wrap up here because I know you gotta get somewhere,
1: uh, Blythe. But if do you want to make a quick bet, if the if the if the Giants and you know if the say if the Jaguars win tomorrow, I don't know. Pick something. What would you want from me? <laughs> what would you want from us if the Jaguars win tomorrow? Money. <laughs> <laughs> all right what else, what else would you want? What else would you want? Anything other than money?
2: I don't. I mean, let's um, let's think about it. Maybe it could be like an avatar change, or um, I don't know. I'm really oh, bad how friends.
0: about jer- no? When you're not going to go out and buy a Jaguar jersey? No, right? I, and I'm not
2: going to buy a Giants jersey.
0: No, that's too bad. <laughs> Right, fuck the but Jaguars. Maybe you could, like,
2: Photoshop a, a Giants hat on me or something.
0: I love Coughlin. <laughs> All right, I love Coughlin, though. I just got to say that. This gotta, was... I
2: don't know how you cannot love him. He's, yeah, I mean, he's great. The Giants were a disaster when he left, and it's taken them a year to sort of get back on track, and the Jaguars were certainly a damn disaster after he left. It just took us 10 years to recover until he came back.
0: I wish I could have asked her a little bit more about, like, what's her thoughts on Shermer? And like, I can do it now. I can stop the music. I don't. Well, have to I don't end know. She she have to go. <laughs> no, she does. I
2: got to talk about
0: oh, go, go ahead. Oh, Pat Shermer, the Vikings' previous, he was the offensive coordinator for the Vikings. Vikings got blown out in the playoffs last right. year, right? Like thirty-seven, like, nothing, or something like that. Now we're stuck with him. Yeah. Now did the Giants sign him after that De- debacle? And now he's the head coach. What do you think? We're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel about well,
2: it. I do think that hiring offensive-minded coaches, I say this knowing that Doug Marone, our, our head coach, is defensive-minded. No, he's offensive-minded, I guess. Yeah, he was offensive line coach. Um, but in today's NFL, I do think you need an offensive mind leading, leading your ship, especially when you have you know, off, offensive players like you guys have with, with Odell and, and, and Saquon. It's, it's, you need that voice as far as the, the, the head coach is concerned.
0: But is he any, is he, is he, is he, is he any good? You know what I mean? I do know? I don't know. Yeah.
2: All right. Maybe maybe he was I, I, so bad or, or worse because he was playing in the NFC, and the NFC is uh, significant. Well, I'll t- should, I'll yeah, tell you know, this: the,
1: the Giants' new head football coach, when he does the uh, post game locker room speech thing, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. That guy is so unmotivating. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're working in a cubicle and the guy comes by and he's like, you know, you screwed up your TPS reports. That's what he's like. He's terrible. He's no uh, Vince Lombardi or like. We'll uh, try harder next yeah, week. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, you guys put in a solid effort, you know, but keep on doing your like your little mm-hmm.
2: thing. I can make a counter argument to that because we had Gus Bradley. Hmm. Arguably the worst head coach in NFL history. I think he's a, uh, actually the second worst head coach in NFL history. His, his and he name was a super motivator program. and gave great speeches. And he was shit. Mm. Shit as a head coach.
1: Yeah, yeah but just, you want you want you you need that. You need that. Those are These are young men you're talking to who are all fired up. They're happy to be there. They're happy to be playing football. When they do something well in the field and they run back in that locker room and they got their shirts off and their biceps <laughs> are all pumped up. They're like this, you know? You gotta give him a motivation, motivational speech. You can't just sit there and go, man. All right, good job, guys. I'll see you. I gotta go. Yeah, I don't you know. know. I don't know. Did because, you? Know? I mean,
2: I feel like Gruden will, will is the type of guy that's really good at speeches like that. But I think he's going to be a gong show as far as a head coach in the league. Oh wow. Maybe maybe there's like a balance where your head coach is more of like the calm, collected type, and the the coordinators are more of like the the motivated guys.
1: Yeah, but the camera when it films the locker room <laughs> after the game. But you, is co- them. you I want to see that want my hype. Yeah, I want my head coach to give the rah rah speech. I want. Like, him. I
2: think you want wins more than anything.
0: I do, obviously. I read that the Jaguars, uh, like uh, I think, offensive line talent scout or whatever is Chris Knee. Is that right, Chris Knee? Chris Knee? Chris Knee?
2: Talent? No, I don't know who the talent scout is. Yeah. I have to Google it. But I do know that we have a really who good offensive line. What? He was ex Giant.
0: Just... He was ex Giant player, so he went over with Coughlin. Oh,
2: oh yeah. that makes sense. I was yeah.
0: like, "Where is who the hell's this guy?"
2: <laughs> I had <laughs> no idea you are talking about <laughs>
0: Chris Knee. Yeah. Chris Knee.
2: Oh,
1: that's
0: like his. Uh, is that the one who married like the his daughter or it something? Could, could have been. It might what? be. Yeah. That's. He, I think he married. He might have married a. Uh, Coughlin's daughter, yeah, yeah. There was a. Oh,
2: he's the father-in-law. Okay, right. Okay. Or Coughlin is the father-in-law. Son yeah. of a bitch.
0: What the balls huh. on that? What guy, do they call it huh? nepotism down there in Jack- Jacksonville? Uh, well, I guess they don't have that. <laughs> Nepo- <laughs> yeah, you just hire their. No, family really.
2: How much or how long do you think the loss of Coughlin will affect you guys as a franchise?
1: Uh, is that an actual question? How long? Yes. We I mean, are the happened. New York football giants. <laughs> <laughs> we know how to win.
2: Yes, we're going to find out.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think when we lose Eli, because they, they released Davis Webb, like our backup quarterback, they just threw him out the door, even though like before uh, the draft this year, they were talking about Davis Webb being the guy. The like, backup, the yeah, second, the number yeah, two. Yeah. They, they just got rid of them. They just were like, yeah, see you later. We're going to take Eli for two years, and then we'll figure it out from there. Like, that's not a good approach.
0: Unless you tank the next two seasons, get another draft pick, you know? Like, but we're not going to do yeah, that one. because
2: if you weren't picking in the top five, you weren't going to get any of those guys. But I, I feel like you guys made a smart bet with getting Saquon over like a questionable a, like, quarterback. Like
0: a Sam Darnold or something like that?
1: Right, but I'm saying – what I'm saying is that I thought Davis Webb was something – like potentially, like a really good quarterback, mm. potentially, but, but then we
0: just threw him away. We just threw him in a trash can. I out. have a conspiracy theory too behind that too. Like, well, what is it? The the Giants got a new GM, mm. oh, Dave, yeah. Dave Gettleman, right? Mm. He's from Boston. Yeah, it's a whole New York Boston thing. We don't <laughs> like Boston. What the fuck? He's coming in there to sabotage the Giants. Maybe could be cursing the Giants,
2: infiltrate them from the inside. Right.
0: right. <laughs> now you can trust Coughlin. You know what I mean? He's a trustworthy guy. Well, he know. brought us two Super Bowls. That's why. He I don't know about out. this gentleman, you know, character.
1: He does have. He's <laughs> got to get. He's got to stop using the word "wicked." <laughs> right. We got, got a wicked good football team here. Yeah, enough. Go back to Boston. All right. Thank you, Blythe. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks was, for having me. Yeah, we should uh, maybe do this again at some point
2: if you would yeah, like to. Okay. Yeah, definitely, especially after the win tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See,
0: you yeah, all right. All right. Good luck. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cancelled. <laughs> What's your score prediction? Oh yes, yeah. score quick, prediction. Quick score prediction. Go ahead.
2: I think it's going to be close, closer than you think, but I do think the Jags win
0: 23-20. 23-20. Hmm. I'm going to go it's not a bet. I'm going to, Giants didn't get over 20 points last season at all. Hmm. Oh, I got mine. Damn. You got you got your number? I go. What is it? Uh <laughs>
1: a hundred and fifty to zero New York <laughs> Giants no it's gonna be it's gonna be um I don't think the jags will score that many points to be honest with you. uh it'd be like like a like a 16 nine game it's gonna be real weird <laughs> real weird low scoring
0: I'm a little closer to her, to her prediction right there I think I think you'll get what did you say 24 20
2: 23 20 it could even be like a 17 14 game. Yeah, it li- be... it's gonna be
0: like that. It's gonna be one of those weird <laughs> I think I think we've covered all the different score be... <laughs> outcomes possible. <laughs> yeah. 33 25. Yeah. It'll be one there'll be one big play and that'll be it, and there
1: you go. Like... Thank, thank you, Blythe.
2: Thank for you guys for having there. me.
1: All right. And uh, we'll see you folks uh, possibly tomorrow or next week on the lunaticradio.com show. Follow us on Instagram at LunaticRadio and on Twitter at Lunatic Radio. The website is www.lunaticradio.com and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, The Lunatic Radio Show? Is that it? I don't even know. All right. We'll see you later. Bye, people.
0: (laughs) Kieran and Rock. LunaticRadio.com.